live from Boca Raton. Welcome back to the Global Tehillim and Physic Daily Call. On behalf of the OU, this is Naftali Herman. It's great to be back with each and every one of you. Thank you so much for joining the program, for making it a part of your day on Yom Shlishi, the 17th day of the month of Sivan. And one of the great add-ons of this program is that I'm much more cognizant and aware of the Hebrew calendar. Today is Yud Zion, Sivan, the 17th. So happy anniversary, my wife, Shani, 10 years ago today. And Yud Zion, Sivan is when we got married. And uh, in the year Hashem, please God, many, many more in good health and much nachas from our beautiful children. Thank you to all of our incredible and generous sponsors for their continued support. To sponsor upcoming programs, please visit ou.org forward slash call. Please note the deadline to submit a dedication for tomorrow's program is today at 5 p.m. Eastern. On behalf of the OU, it is my great honor to welcome back to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Dov Winston, Congregation Beth Shalom in Rochester, New York, to share different physics, which will be immediately followed by Rabbi Winston slowly reciting our daily four chapters of Tehillim, Parak Chaf, Chaf Gimel, Kuf Chaf Aleph, and Kuf Lamed. Those are chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130. They'll be followed by the Mishaber Acholim with a sizable pause to insert the names of those whom we are davening for. And Rabbi Winston will conclude with the recitation of Achenu. Undoubtedly, the weather today in Rochester, New York, just Googled it, 65 degrees. Oh, how they went then. Beautiful. We're a little bit hotter and a little bit more humid down here in Florida. So uh, enjoy the great weather. With great honor, Rabbi Winston. Thank you so much, Rabbi Herman. It's so wonderful to be back on the call. And Mazel Tov, happy anniversary uh, to you, to many more, God willing. Uh, and yes, it is beautiful here today in Rochester. It's beautiful most days of the year here in Rochester. Sometimes it snows a little bit, but uh, highly recommended uh, to visit, to live. Uh, so please let us know if you'd like to come out. Um, I wanted to share a brief idea uh, related to our Parsha, Parsha Baha'u'llah, this upcoming Shabbos. Uh, the Torah very famously stresses a well-known commandment at the beginning of the Parsha. The Torah tells us that Moshe is to tell Aaron via Martha Elav, that uh, you should go ahead and light the candles of the menorah, and uh, all seven candles should be lit on top. And the Torah feels the need to not just give the commandments, but also offers an expression of the nature of the menorah's composition. The zem menorah the Torah tells us that the menorah was made of one piece of gold, that it was solid from the base all the way up to the petals. And in light of these uh, curious verses, these interesting psukim, I'm compelled to ask three questions. The first is, why is the fact that the menorah was made of one piece of gold so fundamental to its composition. The Torah says it multiple times. Why is it so important that it was made of just one piece? The second question is that it seems obvious that the menorah was intended to bring light into the Mishkan. But if so, why have seven branches with seven small wicks instead of a single powerful torch? 
And number three, why has the menorah been such an important symbol for the Jewish people for millennia, right? That it's the only vessel from the Beis HaMikdash that continues to be remembered in our homes annually on the holiday of Hanukkah. Uh, perhaps more relevant to, to some of us is that it's the emblem of the modern state of Israel. Why is the menorah so essential to who we are as a people? And to begin answering these questions, I want to share with you a, a famous medrash that's brought by Rashi. The Torah, the, the Rashi uh, quotes this medrash saying, Why do we read the Parsha related to the menorah right after, right, just this past week, we read the Parsha of the Nasim, the princess who offered the sacrifices for the dedication of the Mishkan. Why do we read about the menorah right after that? Explains Rashi, when Aaron, the high priest, the great Kohen Gadol, the first Kohen Gadol, sees all of the dedication ceremonies that take place with the heads of each tribe, that they have the opportunity to offer sacrifice after sacrifice to the Almighty, he becomes weakened, he feels terrible, that he did not have the opportunity to take part in this ceremony, but Amar Lo HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God says to Aaron in that moment, Your light is greater than theirs. And the Medrash goes on to explain that his light is indeed greater because of the fact that he was able to and had the opportunity to light the menorah daily in the base of Megdash, and not just him, but of course his offspring for centuries and millennia to come. We have to wonder what is so special about the menorah that Aaron should feel so good to receive this honor. And the answer is clearly that there's something unique about it. But what is the nature of this uniqueness? You know, the Sforno, a 16th century Italian commentator, he explains that the uniqueness of the menorah is found specifically in the fact that it is made of one piece of gold. He says that the singular piece of the menorah alludes to how we as one people all must together strive to attain a relationship with the Almighty. The key word, of course, being as one. Because the menorah is the symbol of the Jewish people, specifically because it represents our unity. That we have this requirement to be united, serve God, and to do good for the world around us. But I'd argue that it's so much more than just being this single united entity. The menorah is not just about unity, but it's actually a representation of the formula by which it is attained. Judaism preaches unity, but we've never believed in uniformity. The menorah is the perfect symbol of this because we come to understand that there is not one single branch or a single flame, but rather there are seven. And these all lead down to one base. And these are all made of one piece of gold. And when we dig deeper, we come to understand that the seven branches of the menorah perhaps represent the 70 faces of the Torah. That there are multiple pathways and portals by which we can serve the Almighty. And in essence, we realize that the lesson of the menorah is that each individual light matters. 
that we must enable and empower everyone to stand as independent sources of illumination, and in so doing, the collective light of all seven branches will be able to illuminate the world. And perhaps this is why the menorah is the lasting symbol of the Beis Amigdash in our home, and perhaps this is why it is also the emblem of the modern-day state of Israel, because it represents the fundamental requirement of being a united people, and it demonstrates that we attain that unity by appreciating the contribution and potential of every single one of its branches. You know, our rabbis tell us that when it comes to the menorah on the holiday of Hanukkah, that there is an important concept of ner ishu beso, that every single house has to have its own menorah, and every house has to have its own illumination, because every individual house among the Jewish people has the power, the ability, and even the necessity to illuminate the world with their own unique character traits. And ultimately, we come to understand that the menorah represents these two lasting messages for us, that we have to continue to be united, that we have to bend over backwards to unify as a nation, and that unity does not mean uniformity, that we have to appreciate the differences among us, and in, in appreciating our differences, that's what will truly enable us to become the united people that we are meant to be. Hashem should bless all of us, that we should be able to seek out Jewish unity and understand that the vehicle by which this is accomplished is by appreciating all the different types of people around us. We continue now with the recitation of Tehillim, we begin with Perak Chaf, chapter 20. Lam Natseach Mizmor the David, Yan Chadunai Biyom Sarai, Yisadyev Chashim Elohei Yaakov, Yishlach Ezbecha Mikodesh Misiyon Yisadeka, Yizkor Kol Menchosecha Violascha Yidash Nesela, Adonai <laughs> Nasi is so vague, Alchaini, the Magle said, Eglema and Shimo. Gam ki elech begay, Tomavez, Lovira Rakiata imadi. Shiftecha, Misantecha, Himayanachamuni. Taroch with a nice Khan, the Sandava Shemon Roshi Kosi Rivaya, 
אך טוב וחסד ידפוני כל ימי חיי, ושבתי בבית אדוני, יורך ימים. פרק כ"א, צ'פטר 121. יומם השמש לא יקקה וירח בלילה, אדוני ישמרך מכל רע ישמור את נפשך, אדוני ישמר תזכה ולך מיטב יד עולם. And finally, פרק כ"ל, chapter 130. אדוני שמע וקולי, תהיינה אזניך תשובות לכל תחנוני. אם עוונות תשמר יח, אדוני מי יעמוד. כי עמך הסליחה למעון תברי. גיליתי אדוני כבשה נפשי ולברוך אוכלתי. נשי לאדוני שומרים לבוקר, שומרים לבוקר. יחל ישראל אל אדוני, כי מדוני החסד והרבה מופדות. והוא יבש ישראל מכל עוונותיו. בעבור שאנחנו מתפללים בעבורם, נבחר שהקדוש ברוך הוא ימלא ירחמים עליהם, לך לימם ולפוסם ולחזיקם ולחיותם, וישלח להם את מהיר ורפואה שלימה מן השמיים לכל איברים ולכל גידיהם, ובסוף שחולי שרפות הנפש ורפות הגוף, השבה גלה בזמן קריב, נאמר אמן. And we conclude with Achinu, Achinu ko Beit Yisrael, Hanasunim b'Tarao b'Shavya, Ha'omdim b'Mayam u'Bayabasha, Ha'makom y'Rachem alayhem, Ve'yotziyem y'Tara l'Rvacha, U'Mi'afela l'Yora, U'Mi'shibad l'Gula, Hashta ba'Agala, B'zman Kariv, V'Nomar, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Rabbi Winston. We look forward to having you back on the program, please God, in the near future. To learn more with and about Rabbi Winston and his wonderful community, Please check out BethShalomRochester.org for more information. We hope and pray that all of our collective efforts for safety, strength, and a refuah for all those in need will be answered, Latoba for good. Please join us again for our next scheduled program tomorrow on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. With hearts full of faith, stay strong, hopeful, and optimistic. Wishing everyone a wonderful, healthy, and safe day.